Welcome back to the podcast, We Are Women, where beautiful minds inspire others. Today I am speaking with Olivia Bates, a Sydney-based accredited dietitian. She's got extensive experience in the food industry, product reformulation and recipe development. She's been featured in various wellness articles and press such as The Morning Show, Daily Mail, North Shore Mums and Kids Spot. She's the founder of Nourishing Bubs, where she helps families lay the foundations for lifelong healthy eating habits. In today's episode, we will be discussing her views on healthy eating habits and her idea behind Nourishing Bubs, her tips on how to implement more vegetables into your kid's diet, what inspired her to create her business, and of course, what advice she has for other women wanting to pursue their dreams. So let's get started. Hello there. Yes, hi Olivia, how are you? Good, thank you. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. Thank you so much for taking the time to come on the show today. No, not at all. Thank you so much. I'm really excited. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited too. Um, well, so to dive right in, I guess, could you please tell us a little bit about you and what a day looks like for you? Yeah, absolutely. So um, I am a, a credit, an accredited practicing dietitian um, and I graduated about five years ago from uni um, and uh, about two years ago I started my own business, Nourishing Bubs, which is basically a frozen baby food company. Um, the moment my days are very varied, which I really like. Um, so I'll you know get up in the morning, generally go to the gym and then I will sort of get to work, um, depends sort of what I need to do for Nourishing Bubs, but it's either something to do with marketing or developing some content for the blog, um, writing notes up for people um, about sort of introducing solids, uh, doing recipe development, so making recipes particularly using our products so that, um, you know, people have some ideas on how to use the products in their cooking and baking for their kids um, and then taking photos of that. But I really do a little bit of everything. Also generally just checking in with my um, manufacturers and seeing how everything is going from that end as well as often visiting stores, um, which well, is Well, that fun. sounds very exciting and very busy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very busy, very busy. Yeah, always a oh, busy day. Oh, that's good. Well, I was reading on your website and you speak about that you're a true whole foods lover. And as a whole foods lover myself, I am very curious to know how you first got into nutrition and diet. Okay. Um. So basically back when I was at school, I really wanted to either be a doctor or a okay. chef. But my parents sort of really encouraged me to pursue something I guess more academic and keep cooking for more a hobby they said you know it'll take the joy out of it um but so then I sort of decided that a dietitian was like the perfect combination of the two so I because obviously with you know dietetics you're you're talking about food all the time and offering food choices and it's very much all related to food and recipes and things like that. So, um, yeah, I felt like I really found the perfect combination of 
my two passions in being a dietitian. Yeah, it sounds like it. It's funny that you're saying that because I actually wanted to start on my own cafe when I was younger and my parents pretty much said the same thing. Well, so you created an amazing business, uh, Nourishing Bubs. And what was that that gave you the idea? Um, so I had always been particularly interested in um, sort of pediatrics and like, um, I guess, children's health. So in terms of being a doctor, I'd really wanted to specialize in pediatrics. And when I first finished uni, I went and worked for an almond milk startup for a couple of years. Um, and while I was there, I was sort of looking at, you know, creating an almond-based product for kids. Um, and so I sort of looked at that, but it never quite happened. Um, but I took on a, um, I did a certificate in basically pediatric nutrition. So it just, even though I'd covered it at uni, it just went a little bit deeper. And I basically just, you know, learned a whole lot more about, um, you know, infant nutrition and also that really, um, you know, how important, at the diet is at that stage of their life in basically laying down the foundations for eating, um, you know, through, through to an, an adult life. So I basically saw this opportunity to create, potentially create something there. And then I went and had a look what was out there in the, you know, baby food industry. And I was really quite disappointed. Like everything was sort of shelf stable, could sit on the shelf for two years, um, it was all pasteurized or had preservatives or just, you know, sweet, like savory options would be sweetened. Um, so I just felt like it was really far away from, you know, this whole food message that we're trying to put out to older kids and adults. So I was like, well, we need to, we need to be starting from the foundation. So I guess that's where I really sort of came up with um, the concept of the starter pack, which makes it really easy to introduce vegetables. Um, and I just basically really wanted to, you know, make it a priority for parents to give veggies first so that they learn to learn to accept them early on because if they don't learn to accept them early on, it's very hard to build that mm. habit um, later in life. Well, it's such an amazing idea. I absolutely love the whole concept and especially introducing it in such an early stage. I mean, I'm, I don't have kids myself, but I'm definitely going to, um, I feel very inspired and I'm definitely going to implement that when I do have kids in the future. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you. Yeah, no, yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's exa- I guess the idea is, you know, I'm a dietitian, so I wanted to create something that I would be very confident to give to my child. Whereas, you know, at the moment, most of the things that I eat, I, you know, cook at home and make at home for myself. Um, but I understand, you know, lives are getting busier and um, people don't have the time. So if I can create something that would, you know, ticks all those boxes, but um, that they can still sort of buy ready to go that sounds amazing it must be such a great feeling and an achievement to see your products in store as well how did uh, how did that like when you first saw it in store how did that feel oh that was amazing yeah it was definitely really exciting Parisi's in Rose Bay was my first store and I remember I was very nervous to go in and sort of pitch Mm. it to them but um they were really open and amazing and I mean I'd I'd gone to school near there so that store I felt particularly special about I guess and they've you know they still carry carry the product um but it was a really amazing amazing feeling like I you know seeing it in the first store I'd done a bit of online selling but once it starts to sell to people beyond I guess your your friends and your network then I guess you feel you feel like you've really accomplished yeah, something. I can imagine. Is it only uh, available in New South Wales or is it? 
No. So um, it is, we do online, New South, well, online Sydney, um, but then we're also in stores in Sydney, but we're in stores across New South Wales, Victoria, South Australia, Queensland and ACT. So the East Coast pretty oh, wow. much. which is That's so yeah. exciting. <laughs> it is really, really exciting. Yeah. So I can imagine. Well, one thing that you mentioned earlier and that I also read on your website is that how, the importance of laying down their positive, healthy eating habits from a young age. What other yeah. advice do you have for families who try to induce, introduce healthier options for their kids? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think it's, you know, it's definitely about um, really doing it from the get go and being consistent with it. You sort of can't be like one day, you know, you're offering them to eat whatever they want to eat. And then the next day you're like, actually, no, you can only, you can only have this. And they only want you to have this. Like you need to create, create a, I guess, a, a place and, and a lifestyle where they want, you know, they are comfortable making those healthy choices or healthier choices. Um, so it's, you know, simple things like making sure there's always plenty of fruit and vegetables around, having things like cut up carrots sitting in water in the fridge so they can into the fridge and, you know, pick them out or pieces of fruit, you know, available on the counter. So they see them and they they feel that they're readily available. If they have, you know, snacks and sweet like junk food, highly processed food, always readily available, they will, you know, tend to reach for that. But if you make it a really healthy environment, they will, you know, get into the habit of opting for those things. It's also about, um, I guess, like making subtle swaps. So, you know, when you're doing your cooking, swapping plain flour for wholemeal flour or sweetening things with, you know, like apple puree instead of um, instead of sugar or um, even trying things like, you know, dates, which are really high in fibre um, instead of sugar. So just like making the subtle swaps and then, you know, doing things like you can even hide vegetables in, um, you know, things like chocolate muffins and stuff like that. So, um, you know, there's lots of recipes now available that sort of, you know, show you subtle ways of sneaking things in, especially if your child isn't so great at um, you know, opting for the opting for the vegetables. It's really about, you know, getting them in where you can. Um, but yeah, just being really consistent and um, and also doing it yourself. So you know, making sure that you're always, um, you know, eating vegetables. Like the children always copy what mm, adults are doing. Yeah, exactly. So you know, you really need to lead by demonstration. So don't be sitting there eating a you know, packet of chips and then be like, oh, here's your, here's your vegetables <laughs> to eat. It's not really fair. So, you know, they want to copy what you're doing. So if they see you, you know, nibbling on those carrot sticks and things like that, they're much more likely to do that as well. Yeah, no, I fully, yeah, I fully agree with you. I also think um, we want to know your opinion on like the Australian kind of school system. Do you think that this should be more of an education of for kids to eat healthier? 100%. That's something I, I mean, I really have wanted to do something in this space, but I mean, lobbying the government can be quite a hard thing to do. I know there have definitely been changes over, over the years, like, you know, regulations around school canteens and stuff. But even in the classroom, I think there really needs to be more of a focus on encouraging healthy eating and showing what it is and, you know, initiatives to really foster that um, and making sure that they're available to everyone not just 
um, those in, you know, higher socioeconomic regions. Um, and you often hear about things where in the poorer regions where people don't even, like children come to school without having breakfast. So there's things like breakfast initiatives which are really great but it's just making sure that when they have those that you know they're really offering healthy options um but also educating on the importance of what it does for your body and you know teaching children that things like carrots and orange foods are great for their eyesight and that's not just a you know a a myth or a like grandmother's tale um so things like that or you know teaching them about how um dairy products help help with their bones which help to keep them strong and what that's good for later in life because you know these this is all involved with their um development as they grow and you know if they're not hitting their nutritional requirements it can really stunt their growth and um you know cause long-term effects down the track they won't notice it maybe when they're younger but as they get older you know, you, you really set yourself up. If you're a, an obese child, you have really high chance of being an obese adult. And then that comes with so many more risks, like the risk of, you know, cancer and um, heart disease and diabetes and all of these things. So, yeah, it's really about just understanding the role that different foods play in your long-term health. Yeah, exactly. Well, you sound very passionate about this. I love that. (laughs) (laughs) I am. I am. Absolutely. So what do you see for the future for Nourishing Babs? Um, So um, we've got a couple of new products coming out, um, which we're very excited about. So they'll be coming out over the next couple of months um, and they'll be in the frozen category too. Then we're looking to move away from the frozen category and do some stuff in the snack space. So, um, I mean, we'll always make sure that it's um, very natural, no preservatives, um, like not having to pasteurize it because that really kills a lot of the nutrients. So we'll make sure whatever we do, it's all about locking in the nutrients of the food. But yeah, we'd love to do something in the snack space because I find that's where people really struggle. Mm. Um, And yeah, just some stuff that is able to be on the shelf, I guess, because we do find that the frozen section really represents quite a challenge for us just in terms of freezer space. Um, But yeah, so definitely looking at, you know, expanding our product range um, obviously just growing the number of stores um, we're in. And then, um, you know, our big goal is really to look at launching it into the States, hopefully. Oh, well, that's, so that's where we'd like exciting. to see it go. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And is that also definitely. focusing on younger kids? I mean, sorry, babies? Or will that be between maybe like one or four? Yeah, so we're looking to – sorry, all, I should have mentioned, yeah, also looking to expand, um, I guess, the age that it will – that it will cover so we might do it I mean we'll always keep nourishing bubs but there might we might create sort of an umbrella company that will then have um so that we can really enter into that sort of toddler preschool young child sort of um area we'd love to cover up to sort of yeah five six seven so um yeah really really those ages where it's up to what the parents are offering them um before the child basically gets to pick what pick and choose what they're going to yeah, eat. Yeah, that sounds like a good idea. <laughs> and it's good for the <laughs> school uh, lunches as well, like especially for the Absolutely. snacks. Absolutely, yeah, that's exactly, yeah, what we, what we need, things that are easy and um, And also for the listeners who are inspired to start their own business, uh, could you share with us what are some things people should think about beforehand and maybe some of the challenges that you faced 
prior to launching? Absolutely. Yeah, so, I mean, I'm all about 100% pursuing your dreams and I think that, you know, the thing that you'll only ever regret is something that you didn't do. I knew that if I didn't start nourishing bubs, it would be something that I always regretted. So I am, you know, forever glad whatever happens that I started it Um, but by the same token you know also make sure that you do your research like don't dive into it without some sort of preparation Um, talk to as many people as you can both men and women get their advice see what they think see what they think of the idea Um, but if one person for example is like no I don't believe in it whatever don't don't be put off like I had a couple of people that were just like no like basically you're fighting an uphill battle all of this stuff but you know if you really believe in it and are really passionate about it and have had some kind of validation from people then 100% you know push ahead and do it um but yeah definitely do your market research I did like a survey monkey pretty basic but okay you know sent it out to my Facebook contacts and um, got them to share it and so I got about 200 people I got their insights in terms of what they wanted for baby food so I mean trying to do something similar to that depending on what your idea is but just yeah make sure you you've sort of you've done a bit of research and you know found out what's going on in this space and if there's anything like it um, yeah really really learning to understand your market and the product and how it's how it's exactly going to work um, before you, you know, like invest really heavily into it. Um, but yeah, like definitely I encourage people to, people to give it a go. Um, I guess my other thing is, well, which sort of continues on from that is just all about networking, just, you know, and be open to, even if you think that someone has absolutely nothing to do with your idea, be open to chatting to them because you never know down the track you know, where they might be able to help you. Mm. Um, and, yeah, following on from that, just be like, be, always be really kind and polite to people. I just, I, I 100% believe in this. I think, you know, you hear of people being very tough in business, but I swear I've got this far from being ki- kind and nice and developing really good relationships. Um, you know, I'd approached some companies to do some contract manufacturing for me ages ago. And, you know, a lot of companies didn't even reply to me or, you know, contact me back or, um, you know, continue the discussion because they just said, you know, your volumes are too small, et cetera, et cetera. But there was this one company that was, you know, really open, really lovely. And now they, you know, they saw the potential in me and they, you know, it's not, they, they believed, it, believed in me because they liked me as a person and, you know, now they manufacture all my products and, they are there to grow with mm. me. So, I mean, and I've really got that there by, you know, going to meet them and developing a relationship with them. And I, I think, yeah, you can never really under, undervalue kindness and, um, you know, developing those good relationships. Oh, I love that. Really great. Yeah, I think it's one of the best things I've learned because I think some people are very cutthroat mm. um, and that's never been me. Um, so, yeah, I feel like I've, I've got further by just being kind and also, you know, whoever's involved with me, I always encourage them to be, I want us to be like a, a positive company and a company that in the future people are like, oh, I absolutely would be happy to do business with them or work for them. You know, it's a really great, great culture. Well, that sounds beautiful and I definitely agree with you. I think it's so important to 
yeah, just be yourself and you know spread yeah. happiness and positivity. You know, yeah. it's too much negative in this world. People are trying to one hundred percent. Exactly, uh, exactly. So, for some more motivation, what is a quote that you live by? Um, well, sort of, it follows on from I guess what I said before, but um, and I, I don't even know who specifically said this, but. Um, in the end, we only regret the chances that we didn't take is what I would say is probably what I live by. And I think now even more so than ever, um, I'm just all about, you know, taking all the opportunities, um, like learning all the things I can and, yeah, really just not – I don't want to have regrets. The last thing I want to do is get to the end of my life and go, I really regret regret having – done this or whatever because I think it's those things that I didn't do that I would really regret for example starting nourishing bubs I could have absolutely like kept it safe and you know gone and worked for a company etc etc but I would have never been completely fulfilled by that so you know the way I saw it is I had nothing to lose um yeah that's beautiful I I love (laughs) that and um, practicing gratitude is very important to me could you please tell us three things that you're grateful for um okay so yeah I definitely am all about gratitude so I'm I really am grateful for many things I've you know received and have happened on this journey but probably in particular the people who have believed in me um in particular my mum so she basically provided me with the financial support to get the actual business up and running and that was a big you know a big risk for her but you know she believed in it so passion passionately um also lisa who's my business partner now but basically i was just babysitting for her and she was just so passionate about what i was doing that she was like i really want to invest do you want an investor um and it's just been the best partnership ever we just are very similar people and i think we really complement each other in the business um also, uh, like just family friends who have provided like mentoring, introductions, and even some um, financial support as well. Um, and as I mentioned before, before probably my manufacturer who really you know believed in me. He saw himself in me, and so he wanted to you know help us along the way. And he also provides me with some mentoring. So I've been really grateful for yeah the people that have really helped me on this journey. And I think know a big part of that has just been networking and the more people you meet the more people that you know invite you to things it's very much a um, like domino effect Mm. um, in terms of yeah just people so I think yeah people have definitely definitely you know what helped get me to where I am well that's beautiful well I got one last question uh, which would we already touched base on this a little bit before but uh, what advice do you have for other women wanting to pursue their dream or a business or just a life goal? Uh, um, oh, yeah, I guess I've sort of touched on it, but I'd probably, yeah, just, I guess, reiterate, definitely, definitely go for it, but just, make, you know, make sure you are, are prepared um, and you ask, you really ask people and just, yeah, network as much as you can. And from, like, from as early in your career as you like. I mean, I met people when I was still at university. Um, I remember my dad sort of provided this introduction for me to 
the wife of a guy who he played tennis with because she was a nutritionist. And it was very far-fetched, but, and I couldn't really see, I guess, what the value potentially of it was when I was only in my third year of uni. But then she ended up giving me like my first lot of work. I, um, you know, I worked in her practice when I finished. I did some writing for her. Um, so, you know, that was, that was the start. And then, you know, through that, I developed a relationship with Fitness First, who I do, still do some writing with. And it had this amazing follow-on effect. So I guess it's, um, yeah, being really open, always being open to, to people and meeting people, but, yeah, also asking the questions, reaching out to people, get on LinkedIn, look at people in the industry. I mean, I'm always sitting on LinkedIn sort of, I won't say stalking people, but literally <laughs> just like sieving through and going, okay, like what are they doing? Um, and just have, having a look and researching and just always knowing what's going on. Um, also, I'm all about like positive um, reading and education and things like that. So I'm always looking to advance my skills, etc. So that's a really big one for me. Just I'm, I always want to learn. And after uni, I never thought I would, but um, <laughs> I'm always looking to gain more knowledge in any way I can. Well, thank you so much for that. And it's been absolutely lovely to speak with you and connect with you. <laughs> thank you so much. And thank you for the amazing work that you do. It's extremely oh, inspiring. You. And you definitely have me as a huge supporter. So. Oh, thank you. I really, really appreciate that. And thank you so much for interviewing me. I was very touched. No problem at all. Have a lovely Sunday afternoon. Thank you. You too.